Welcome to another episode of the Decent Rowing Podcast. Uh, I'm Lachlan Davey. I'm here with my dad, Ken Davey, and today we'll be talking about a playlist that we've got on our website called 15 Common Mistakes and Solutions uh, Rowing on the Ergo. So specifically, uh, technical problems that lots of people have on the Ergo. Uh, usually, uh, everyone will have one or two of these things, even elite rowers. And so we're going to basically divide it into two podcasts so the first one we're going to be talking about is catch and drive. So all the problems that crop up with that and on the ergo and how to go about fixing them. And next week we're going to be talking about the finish and recovery mistakes. So if you don't hear the exact mistake you're looking for in this one, chances are it'll be in the next one. So where will we start when we're thinking about uh, catch and drive mistakes uh, on the ergo? Well, the most common one that I see quite frequently is when athletes haven't got the ergo set up correctly. And so if you can't sit at the catch in a comfortable position with your shins vertical, then I'd suggest that there's uh, issues with the way you've got the ergo set up, particularly feet height. And so it's a simple matter really is just if you can't get to the catch, is drop your feet. If you get to the catch and you're over vertical, then I'd lift the feet. If you're one of those very flexible people that uh, when they get into the catch, no matter how high the feet are, they still get over vertical then they just need to be better controlled coming into the catch and making sure they they don't go that far but essentially i'd suggest uh, sit on the ergo at the catch position with your shins about vertical and just sit there for a few minutes if you can sit there for a few minutes then it's probably right if you can't sit there for a few minutes and you find you're continually trying to pull yourself into the catch position uh, then i'd drop the feet and make it more comfortable because if you're not comfortable you won't get a good catch yeah, and if you're one of those people like myself that takes a while to warm up, so maybe you want to be in a comfortable position at the catch after you've warmed up on the oak for maybe one to two minutes. Uh, you don't want to be straining every stroke. Uh, that said, you know some people do take a while to loosen up a bit, but for me personally, I have to when I'm on the ergo, um, I'm quite inflexible with my Achilles tendon, sort of around my ankle joint. And I got re- relatively long shins, and so this sort of makes it hard for me to get into that um, that catch position. So I always have my feet on the lowest setting, but that's not enough for me. So I take a couple of seat pads, um, maybe depending on how flexible I'm feeling, between half an inch of seat pads and and one inch of seat pads. And so yeah, basically trying to get myself into that position. And I wouldn't feel too bad about it. Um, for me, it's about a, a twenty centimeter. Uh, feet to to sit to heel height um, drop may, maybe 22 24 centimeters uh, if I haven't been training a lot um, but maybe down to like 20 or 21 centimeters if I've been doing a lot of training so it's something you really have to sort of get to terms with and understand how you get into a comfortable catch position and, and as Ken said making sure you get those knees into those shins into the vertical position comfortably um, yeah once you're relatively warmed up yeah, good point, good point. It's uh, one thing with seat pads too, um, you would have heard us talk about seat pads in a boat and it's best if you can in a boat to actually jack the seat up rather than using seat pads because you lose that feel for the boat. It doesn't apply on an ergo, so feel quite free to just put seat pads underneath just to get yourself into a comfortable position so you can get a, a good catch and a, and, a, and a good drive phase. Having your feet uh, if you can't get your shins vertical at the catch and you try and squeeze in there, then you're putting strains on your lower back that you'd rather avoid. So get your feet right first thing. The next thing that's that's the most common one and 
and oddly enough quite hard to change once it's become a habit is grabbing with the arms so bending the arms at the catch or using your shoulders at the catch and that's uh, uh, most rowers I see rowing on an ergo uh, even experienced rowers tend to use their shoulders too much at that point the reason why we don't want to use the shoulders and the and the arms at that point is that all of those muscles are really quite small and they just don't have the glycogen stores to be able to put up with a lot of work and it's a lot better a lot more efficient to use tendons and bone when you can to connect yourself with the handle rather than using muscles because tendons and bones use a very minimal amount of energy in order to to uh, maintain that connection if you're trying to if you want an example of how it works just hang yourself with your hands from a, a bar like you're doing about to do a chin up and hang there with your arms bent and then try and hang there with your arms straight just fully extended you'll find it's so much easier to do if you've got your arms straight fully extended hanging off tendons and bone so it's really important to get used to the concept that when you take the catch you use tendons and bone to connect the handle to your skeleton and so connecting through your arms and into your shoulders and you're just hanging off your frame so very important and once you've developed a bad habit of grabbing with your arms or grabbing with your shoulders then you'll find it's really difficult to get rid of and indeed with some athletes I think it's nigh on impossible to get rid of but you would have seen plenty of people Lachlan with that sort of technique on the ergo I'm sure. Yeah it's one of those things that pops up especially on the ergo because unlike the boat the gearing on the ergo at the catch isn't quite as heavy and it's a lot harder to get that sense of connection on the ergo so a lot of people where you're meant to be getting that connection through a quick uh, leg movement initially uh, to pick up the flywheel a lot of people will try and uh, just pick it up with their shoulders or pick it up with their their in their arms and so yes they're sort of looking for the load and feeling it and they want to do a good job but they need to take it out of their upper body and arms and hands and and all of that and just hang with you know the top half of your body and then try and engage it with a quick leg movement with the lower half and the leg movements a quick leg movement's quite unnatural because your legs are sort of uh, good for generally speaking slower more powerful contractions and not fast quick movements and so picking up the flywheel is actually a really quick movement so it's tempting to do it with your arms and shoulders but you really have to focus on just hanging with those because uh, you'll get to use them later in the stroke and being quick with the pick up on the legs yeah we've got a lot of videos on the website talking about uh dealing with arm grab, shoulder grab on an ergo. And there's a number of different techniques we've got for dealing with it as, as drills to practice, and we don't have time to talk about them all now. But essentially the, the main thing, if you can, is to, as Lachlan says, take the catch very quickly with your legs. Uh, you'll find that most athletes won't get connected with the flywheel immediately. And indeed, if you sit on the ergo and just slowly go from the catch position through to the finish position you can do that without actually picking up the flywheel at all and so you won't even be connected in this, at all in that process if you do it slowly so you need to get connected quickly and then once you're connected you'll stay connected so the idea is as Lachlan says is a very quick movement of the legs to be able to get yourself connected to the to the flywheel now if you're an athlete or you're coaching athletes that have this particular issue when they get it right they'll say something to you like i don't think i've got a catch anymore i don't feel connected at the catch and that's actually a good feeling 
It's just a different sensation about how you get connected. The small muscles in your arms make it easy for you to grab and get quickly connected. But by doing that, you're denying yourself the opportunity to have a solid drive phase. So I'd be particularly careful to get that really quick connection with the flywheel and then pick up the load similar to a boat and accelerate it through to the finish. Yeah, by grabbing with your arms at the catch, you're using muscles that you don't need to be using and yet they just end up, like as Ken said, uh, if you're not hanging, they're sort of fighting your leg muscles, like they've got to oppose the force in your legs. And so once the leg drives underway, you can't actually, um, and you're, say, near the catch, you can't actually uh, move your hand, uh, pull with your arms at all up to a certain point because there's just too much power being applied through the legs and it's only towards the end of the stroke that you can actually get a good bend in the arm and bring it through to the finish position. So that that's why it's really important to keep your arms nice and fresh, have them not doing any uh, muscle contracting work and fatiguing themselves right at the catch. Just, as Ken said, let your, your tendons and your, your bones and your skeleton just do, do the hanging uh, not you use minimal energy and then you can use that towards the finish of the stroke and be a lot more efficient with what you're doing and also you you avoid certain things like you know grabbing lifting with the shoulders and um, tight grip things like that you want to be avoiding um, but just by hanging if you want a, a, a good drill which is there's a couple of uh, videos on the website about this is a good drill is to have the athlete sit on the ergo and hold onto the handle. So lean, you have another person, coach or, or another athlete, lean over the front of the ergo and hang onto the handle at the same time. And then ask them to push as hard as they can with their legs at the catch and leave their shoulders really loose. And so get them so they're pushing really hard with their lower core turned on so their seat, so they don't lift their bottom off the seat. And ask them to push really hard and then to have them continue to push really hard and try to bend their arms or or pull their shoulders back at the same time as they're pushing really hard with their legs. You'll find with most athletes it's almost impossible for them to do that, which is a clear way to underline to the athlete that if you're pushing hard with your legs, you can't really bend your arms effectively. And so why do it? It's just a useful way of demonstrating in a practical sense the, the issue that we're trying to avoid. Yeah, the only way to bend those arms is right at the catch before the leg drive is fully engaged. And so people want to get onto the stroke quickly and pick up the flywheel on an ergo or pick up the weight of the water on the water, but you're just really just wasting a bit of bit of effort by um by compensating for a slow leg drive by trying to pick it up in the arms or shoulders. You really need to just focus all your attention on being a little bit more snappy with the, the leg drive initiation as you change direction and um, on the ergo that's really easy to practice Uh, on the water you have to worry about getting the blade in the oar in the water as well Um, on the erg you can really um, really do this quite well uh, especially on i mean that probably all uh, the top sort of tier ergos do it but i've only had um, only had experience with concept two so that's what what i've been rowing on and what we've been using and uh, they've got like a little power graph, um, and with the power, the power curve, you can see if you're quickly getting the power on, taking a long time to get the power on, and so you really want to have like a, a quite a quick um, application of power at the catch, uh, just after the catch, up to a to a little peak, and then then back down towards the end of the stroke. Uh, you don't want to be 
in in general, I'd say not quite symmetrical. You want to have the the peak slightly towards the the left of the screen or towards the catch of the rowing stroke. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's it's a good indication stroke to stroke what you what you're doing with your power application. Yeah, good point. And with the uh, with the way you hang onto the handle can be very significant too when it comes to to having a good catch and so you want to be relaxed in your grip and so just have your fingers really relaxed on the handle that'll it's very difficult to have relaxed grip and have tense shoulders and arms so it's a good skill to learn is to have a relaxed grip you'll find that some athletes particularly beginners will think that they have to hang on to the ergo with their full hand in order to uh, be connected to the handle and to hang on to the handle so i suggest another little trick to encourage them to understand that they don't need to have a really firm grip is ask them to hang on to the handle with just their their two largest fingers so the two um, the pointer and the index fingers so just hang on to the ergo handle with those fingers only and don't use the other fingers or your thumb or grip it at all and you'll find that they can push no matter how hard they push they're not going to lose their connection with that handle so you don't have to hang on to the handle really tightly in order to to be connected to it so a loose grip is really useful in having relaxed shoulders and relaxed arms so very important and and if they learn it at the beginning i think you'll find that it's easier to maintain that later on in their careers yeah, so all this stuff's really good if you've got um got a coach watching you that's got a keen eye, they know know what to look for, can see if you're grabbing with your arms, with your shoulders. Um, if you talk to these athletes that you see grabbing with their arms, they'll swear that they aren't grabbing with their arms. So it's not something you can really feel a lot of the time. So you really need to be able to see it yourself with like a mirror. So if you have a mirror set up next to the ergo, you can see your rowing stroke, just have a glance over at the catch um, or just keep an eye on your arms, see if they're bending. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that uh, if you're doing it, you often don't have knowledge or you can't feel that you're doing it. So it's, it's useful to have someone who who knows a bit about the rowing stroke uh, just to have a look at you, maybe get some video of you or, better yet, I'd say get a mirror set up. So if you can set up an ergo next to a wall of mirrors, um, then, or a mirror wall, it can be really useful for just keeping an eye on uh, all sorts of things, but uh, especially things like grabbing with the shoulders and the arms at the catch. Often you'll find that coaches and athletes think that the ergo is a machine for just doing work. So it's, it's a machine you use when you can't get on the water and it's about effort and power and nothing to do with technique. And I think that's a big mistake. It's really important to keep an eye on what you're doing because otherwise you can develop some bad habits on the ergo that will relate and translate straight into the boat. And this shoulder grab is, is a particular one. The, as Lachlan was saying, put some mirrors there and the part of your body I suggest you look at for the grab, sure, look at your elbow because if you've got a severe grab, you'll see it there. But if you're using your shoulders too early, then you'll see your shoulders tense up. And so I suggest row with your shoulders bare and watch what happens to the muscles in the shoulders and just experiment with it. Uh, leave them really loose and then tense them up and watch what happens to those muscles in the, in the mirror. You'll find that if the shoulder uh, looks like it's directly underneath the athlete's ear, then it probably means they've got their shoulders switched on too early in the stroke. The shoulder will actually look like it's a bit 
in front of their ear when they've got it nice and relaxed. And if you watch the muscles in the shoulder, you'll very soon work out when you're grabbing. And so then, as Lachlan was saying, watch yourself in the mirror. So I'd suggest rowing on an ergo without a mirror is, is almost dangerous because you don't know what's going on. But once you get the, to do it properly and you can watch it in a mirror, then it's very easy to calibrate your mind so that you know when you've got the shoulders turned on or the arms turned on too early in the stroke. So a set of mirrors is, is really valuable for, for maintaining good technique when you're training on the erg. Yeah, technique changes if you do a lot of on-water rowing as well are actually quite difficult to do on the water just because there's so many things to focus on. And anyone who's rowed with a coach who's you know, maybe a bit too enthusiastic about telling them what they need to do better will give them about half a dozen or a dozen different things to think about. And it, it's basically a recipe for disaster, when you're, especially when you're in a small boat and you're trying not to fall in as much as anything. So really make the most of your time on the ergo. If you do want to make these technique changes to improve your rowing, you can, for example, come into the catch without any worry about hitting the water, getting your blade uh, caught or not being able to square up properly and really pay attention to the, the, the larger movements of what your body does and what your muscles do. So you can really, you know, look at in a mirror, for example, you can look at uh, what what your shoulder's doing, what your arms are doing, if you're getting far enough forward, if you look like you've got a strong body position, so have you got a big curve in your lower back, um, big curve in your upper back, you can really, really unpack what your rowing stroke is doing. And if you can row consistently on an ergo, that you'll just automatically take that out to the boat. And it's, um, it's yeah, very few people uh, struggle when it comes to, taking a technique change that made it on an ergo to the boat. So it's, it's a really useful tool that way if you want. Uh, but, of course, it is a great training tool if you're not particularly focused on technique. So if you don't have a mirror, I'd still recommend, um, yeah, just going, spending time on the ergo and taking time just to sort of check yourself, check your body position, uh, see how you're feeling. You're sitting up tall, rocking over, getting good length. Um, what's your power curve look like, things like that. The other thing, too, if you're lucky enough to have an ergo that's on sliders or a, um, a row perfect type ergo, then on those ergos it's more similar to rowing in a boat and so you can get a little bit better uh, feel, particularly on the drive phase and recovery phase if you're on that sort of a machine. But, but it's the same process really. It's just trying to make sure that you row on an ergo like you're going to row in a boat if a boat's your main focus. If you're purely an ergo rower, then it's a slightly different focus, but these same things we're talking about in relation to how to take the catch, how to get connected, how to uh, not use your shoulders and your arms early in the stroke, same thing applies no matter what, what you're trying to do on the ergo. And with the, uh, the drive phase, once you start with the drive phase, uh, when should you open up? When do you start to apply the, your massive body power uh, rather than just your legs alone? And the way that, that I would suggest you do this is to make sure you're connected first. Uh, it's very easy for beginners to equate uh, opening up with their body as being lifting with their shoulders at the catch, and that's clearly what we're not trying to do. What we want to do is hold your body in the catch position, pick up the, uh, the load with your legs, 
arms and shoulders relaxed, core turned on. And then once you've got the power underway, then you can try and open your body up. And then you get the maximum power because you've got your body, which are very large muscles around your pelvic area and your core, working against your legs essentially. And with both your legs and all those big core muscles working, you get really powerful drive. Just be wary of trying to lift your shoulders too early before you're connected. You've got to be connected and have the power on with the legs before you use your shoulders. Um, one other thing I'd say, it's you know maybe a bit off, off topic, but I've had some trouble in the past when I've been rowing, doing lots of on-water sessions but not many ergo sessions, uh, then switching to a large amount of ergo sessions, like trying to match time for time, for example, like doing hour 20 rows, things like that. I found that moving on to an ergo is actually quite hard on your body if you're not used to it. So I'd say if you've been doing, say, like an hour on the water rowing, maybe only do half an hour to start with, half hour sessions and sort of build it up from there. Um, I know quite a few people that have given themselves injuries, um, you know, knee injuries, rib injuries um, from switching to a large ergo load. It might be for one of these, you know, ergo challenges, distance challenges, the concept to put out from time to time. I just, yeah, be a little bit careful because it, it, it can be quite a brutal machine if you don't ease your body into it, especially and at the catch. It's not really the finish. It's, it's sort of at the catch where everything's under pressure, so the knees are a bit under pressure, the the ribs are loaded up, um, you know, shoulders are, are hanging, things like that. So it's really the catch sort of area um, where everything's compacted up that if, you, if you're not used to it can, can lead to injuries and things like that. So just sort of build it up bit by bit. Yeah, one particular injury that, that is emphasised in what Lachlan was just saying is uh, stress fractures of the ribs. And one of the causes of stress fractures of the ribs is, is engaging your arms and your shoulders too early in the rowing stroke and putting a lot of pressure on the rib cage. And so if you hang off your frame, then you're less likely to get those sorts of injuries. Also, if you're rowing on a fixed erg, a fixed erg can, if you, if you want to, you can, you can really push hard to catch. Uh, and disproportionate to the rest of the drive phase. So on a fixed erg, it's easier to cause yourself an injury than it is on a dynamic erg. Because on a dynamic erg, if you push really aggressively at the catch, then you'll find that the, the machine won't move as you want it to. So just be careful. As Lachlan says, injuries come from a change in load generally. And if you go from a load on the water, which is a different type of mechanism to a fixed erg, and then go to a fixed erg, then you've got a, quite a dramatic change in load, or you can have. And that dramatic change in load is what causes stress fractures and, and other is issues. So so just, as Lachlan says, be very mindful when you're moving from one to the other and, and be careful to make sure you don't overdo it. Yeah, to put it in a bit of perspective, if you're rowing on fixed erg, uh, just like Concept2 or any other ergo, um, say I weigh 100 kilos, I'm moving 100 kilos up and down um, that erg. So the change of direction is me changing 100 kilos at the catch from going one way to going the other way. Whereas when I'm in a boat, the change of the change of uh, direction that's is mostly focused on the the boat, so the weight of the boat. So my boat only weighs you know, 14 and a half kilos. So that's the sort of difference in um, in pressure that that I'm pushing. So changing direction. Um, yeah, the the actual load, so the flywheel and the and the the weight in the water, they're they're actually different. Um, that what it's not really included in this change of of 
movement. That's why on the slider on sliders, for example, if I put my concept two on sliders, it's about twenty kilos. So it's still heavier than a boat, but it's a lot lighter than the change of direction of a hundred kilos, like I would be. And so when you, as far as the ergo goes from a catch and drive perspective, the critical thing really is to make sure that you're using the right muscles at the right time and picking up the flywheel before you start to apply the power. And so be particularly careful of those few techniques. And we've got lots of videos on the website on how to stop grabbing at the catch and the like. So I suggest get that habit out of the way and you'll find you get pretty good ergo experiences. Yeah, and get get yourself into the habit of uh, understanding what technique you're aiming for. Uh, people who don't know what technique to do on, a, on an ergo will end up looking like, you know, all the people that you see at just public gyms that have no idea. Uh, that's what happens naturally when you sit on an ergo. So you really have to be conscious of how you're going to go about doing things and actively look at ways in which you're not doing it um, to try and get towards that that perfect rowing stroke and Again, much much easier to practice on an ergo than in a boat. And uh, if you're having trouble in the boat, it might be worthwhile really taking that technique focus onto the ergo with some of your training sessions just to sort of calibrate yourself. So that was the, the first half of the uh, playlist of 15 common mistakes and solutions rowing on the ergo. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about towards the finish, uh, things that happen around around that area and uh, and into the recovery. So some common mistakes there. So if you want to have a look at this playlist that we're talking about, it's on our website. Members can log in, uh, click on playlists. You'll see that um, it's just there under featured or it'll be a bit further down perhaps, um, 15 common mistakes and solutions throwing on the ergo. Um, if you're not a member, you can sign up for a free membership for a week uh, trial and you can see if a paid membership's for you. If you're thinking about signing up for a paid membership, we'd really appreciate it. It allows us to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, our members have access to over 850 videos as well as training programs and other tools. So until next time, happy rowing.